On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, it's the award show. Not in B, not again. No, is James Harden worthy of an all NBA selection? We'll dive into it next and why his numbers say yes, right here on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On today to get started. What's good, D? What's happening, man? What's good? Friday's the weekend, so that's what's good. Yeah, but you know what, man? I don't really have weekends. Uh, my, okay. my my good day is a Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Too many basketball games and travel. Uh, on, yeah. on the weekend for you absolutely yeah. i just get the basketball games i don't have to travel so there's yeah. that yeah uh well i do have to go in the studio late at night on sunday because of a 8 30 tip-off for the Sixers. so there's that but you know yeah. things could be worse yeah. things could be worse so we'll take it as it is but we do thank everybody for uh checking in with us and welcome you are locked on 76ers i'm devon Givens from 97 father fanatic radio in philadelphia alongside my co-host Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for TheEnquirer.com. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, we'll get into the Toronto Raptors and the game notes that we have, some uh, keys to the game tonight, some matchups we're looking forward to for this Friday night game against the Toronto Raptors. But we will also get into... Doc Rivers, maybe show him a little love. 50 wins again in first place, as we talked about two seasons ago as they went into the playoffs. First first seed last season, he was tied for second in the Eastern Conference. And this year, probably no worse than third. So with the East being top heavy, they are one of the top teams to make it heavy. Uh, He's done a pretty good job. We'll get into that in the second segment. And then also we have to start off with James Harden, Keith. His numbers on the season, 54 games played, 21.3 points per game, 10.9 assists. So let's just round that off to 11, 6.3 rebounds on the campaign and shooting percentages. His splits are 40, uh, pardon me, 43.8, 38.3 and 86.4. So that's 43.8 from the field, 38% from three and uh, free throws, 86.4. In those 54 games, Keith, he has approached things differently this season in the latter part of his years in the league. But as he adjusted and changed his game, he's been very effective. One of his best seasons as a pro, even though he he's not going to win the MVP. But Keith, can you find a way to put him into the uh, all NBA six guards with uh, with the opportunity to do so? Could he be an all NBA uh, point guard? Yeah, man, is is you know I, I still find it mind-boggling that he didn't make the All-Star team. I mean, when you look at it, yes, he's averaging twenty-one point three points, which is one of the lowest in his career. Believe it or not, that just tells you, you know how how great of a scorer he is. Yep. There's only been he's only had three seasons where he scored lower, and you know one of them was 
uh, well, all three of them was when he was OKC. You know, won his rookie year, 9.9. His second year, he had 12.2. In his third year, he had 16.8. But when you look at his assists, this 10.9 is the second highest of his career. The one year that he had higher was the 2016-17 season, and he led the league in assists that year. He also averaged 29.1 points that season, right? And then this season, he's averaging 10.9. He's played in 54 games. But when you look at his success rate, when you talk about it, you know, you have to factor in how many games has he won. Now, when you think about it, those 54 games that he's played in, his record is 37 and 17. He's had 34 double-doubles, and he had five triple-doubles this season. They, he, they have plus 20 when he has played in a game, plus 20, right? Five triple-doubles and 34 double-doubles. You know, right then and there, these are like numbers that people will say, hey, he should be in the MVP talk. But no, Joel Embiid is. James Harden has been, you know, a candidate for MVP. I look at him more as being the most valuable player of the Sixers team. But Joel Embiid is the MVP, if it makes sense to people. Uh, you know, but to me, that's how I look at it. He's the most valuable player of the team, but Joel mm-hmm. Embiid is that guy. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there are not six guards better than um, James Harden. You know, when we think of James Harden, we think of a lot of scoring. But James Harden, like I said, a plus 20 when he's in the games for the 76ers, when he plays, and that's why he deserves to be um, an all-NBA selection. Let's think of the guards um, real fast. Uh, you think about names that will pop up right away. Um, uh, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, uh, maybe De'Aaron Fox, uh, John Morant, even though he only missed you know a few games because of the off-the-court stuff. John Morant. Um, who else are, are we are we missing from here? Um, I mean, you know, Jalen Brown. Jalen yeah. Brown's a guy. Jaylen you know. Brown. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton's name is going to come up. Sure, um, sure. So is uh, well, uh, what's my man, um, Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, you know, I, I mentioned him first, so he's probably first team. Yeah. yeah. So let's say if we're going to go first team, if we're going to go first team, like you said, it's probably going to. Oh well, Luca Donich. We, you know, you got to talk about Luca. So I, I guess Luca's first team. Um, Shea Gilgis. Yeah, Shea Gilgis, right then and there. So right then and there, you got Luca. See, it's tough. It's going to be Luca. It's going to be, tough. And, yeah. it's going to be Luca and probably Shea. I would um, probably, I would say it's probably Donovan Mitchell first team. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, true. And, and Damian Lillard is having arguably his best season as a pro. Even so then, I would go Dame and and maybe Shea second. Mm-hmm. Then that's when it gets tough. Um, but. As good as Tyrese Halliburton has had this, had this season, and believe me, he's played. He's been fantastic. He's been fantastic. When you look at Trey and all Trey, we didn't even talk about Trey Young. I wouldn't even put him on there this year. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't put him. And that's I said we haven't talked about, him, but I wouldn't put him on there. I gotta put Harden on there, man. 30, I do. 13. Okay. I have to. I gotta put him on there. I mean, you know, there are some guys. Your holiday. Ooh. Yeah, his All Star nod was legit. He had fifty last, fifty one the other night. 
you know. So, but but the point is, there there are guards. Is hard and worthy of it. The answer is yes. You know, I'll be honest with you. Um, it's gonna be a tough one, but I gotta put James on there because of what he's doing, and the other two guys. And right now, people are gonna say, "What are you talking about?" But the other two guys on the third team are going to come down to Drew Holiday and 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 Jalen Brown to me. Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anthony yeah. Edwards, maybe a conversation. Um yeah, maybe, but well, it's tough. It's yeah. just tough, man. It and see, tough. for me, I'll be Fox. honest. Huh? Fox. <laughs> is Fox better than Harden? Uh, no, no, especially with, especially with the Sixers, um, having a better record. The modest Sabonis is probably going to be a third team center and Bede and Jokic are going to take first and second. So Sabonis so will probably be the third team. I think he has that locked in. And then you can mess around a little bit with some of the spots because of Jalen Brown can be a forward, maybe. Uh, depending on how they let you guys vote and same thing for maybe anthony edwards is he could be could he be a forward so just the way you can finagle things with the um with the it's vote getting tough vote. man it's, it's really a tough one but, but, but he's but, in the conversation with the other yeah, yeah. it's just he's a matter of find six better than him to say they are worthy while missing games just like he did you know yeah. and and same thing with john morant and the time missed, he still has to be at least in the conversation for one of these uh, nods for the All-NBA team. So it, it, it will be one that we will have to monitor, and it's going to definitely be interesting. Uh, but, Keith, let's step away from James Harden and get to the head coach in the next segment because he has a chance, too. He has a chance, too. Only one Coach of the Month award in the Eastern Conference, but that doesn't mean that he is not up for Coach of the Year in the NBA. Let's get to that next right here on Locked On 76ers. No, I want to talk to y'all about FanDuel, right? I'm a big fan of FanDuel. You know, the NBA, the NBA playoffs about to start. The NCAA Final Four is will be this weekend. And then there's no better place to get in on the action at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com, locked on, and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet, right? Then you can wager on everything from the money line to sports spread to which team will be cutting down the net. All of on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't use your shot at the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel.com today. Just go to FanDuel.com at Locked On to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel.com. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, Doc Rivers, last three seasons, well, two seasons before this year, and now this one wrapping up. First year? First place in the Eastern Conference standings. We know they lost to the Atlanta Hawks, but they were first place with the 72-game schedule. 
49 wins. Second season, 51 and 31, tied for second, Keith, in the Eastern Conference standings. They were in the fourth spot because of tiebreakers. This year, with six games remaining, already 50 wins, finishing, again, most likely no worse than third because Boston and Milwaukee are very good also. Does he have a case for Coach of the Year in the NBA? And if if he does, who is he in the running with? Yeah, he has a case. Um, I mean, Mike Brown, though, I think Mike Brown, you got to give it to him. And we talked about that before we even went on air, right? You know, Mike Brown has done a phenomenal job at the Sacramento Kings. I mean, it's going to be the first time making the playoffs in over a decade, right? 16, um, 17 years. Yeah. yeah, man. Like, yo. Mm-hmm. So he he's going to he's going to win. He's going to win by a landslide. But I think the stuff that Doc Rivers has done is is commendable. Now, the thing about Doc, unfortunately, because of his history, because of his history and because of, you know, being known for blowing second round leagues because of, you know, since he's since he left the Boston Celtics, he has yet to get out of the second round. Right. It's one of those things where people look at Doc and they say, OK, we're used to seeing all these wins. We're used to this regular season success. Bro, wake me up when you get out of the second round. So. He's not going to get the love that people would think. But when you think of the season he had, has had, he deserves it. You know, when you think of Doc Rivers, the knock is adjustments. He doesn't make adjustments. Well, during this stretch that they were on, this successful stretch, Doc Rivers made some great adjustments. He also has made some timely timeouts, and they came out of those timeouts rolling. So you look at it, you look at how Joel Embiid, is playing at an extreme level, great level. A lot, one of the adjustments that Doc made was having them at the elbow more often than the, in the pipe, in the paint, in the post, so to speak. So I think that Doc has done some phenomenal things to be a contender, a cont- candidate for coach of the year. But I feel like if we're talking about robberies, if we're talking about the fix being in, if Mike Brown doesn't win coach of the year by a landslide, yeah. then, you know, some people have to be drug tested. <laughs> yeah, he, he should definitely uh, win the award. He probably, as you said, has it locked up, and rightfully so, for him to turn around the Sacramento Kings the way that, that he has, the the two all-stars that he has in De'Aaron Fox and and uh, Domatis Sabonis, my guy Keegan Murray, Um you know, I love Keegan Murray coming out of Iowa. I was surprised they selected him at pick number four, but I was happy that he went so high because I thought he was good. Didn't know he was going to be playing for a playoff team and starting for a playoff team nonetheless and uh, breaking the all-time rookie record with made three-pointers in his first year. They've done some really nice things. The addition to Kevin Herter, uh, also a big pickup in the offseason by their front office. He's done a really, really, really good job with that basketball team. Not necessarily defensive-minded as he's known for just yet. However, he he is uh, worthy of this coach of the year. But as we talk about it, you look at the likes of, of, of course, Mike Brown. Uh, we look at the situation here with Doc Rivers, Joe Mazzula, because of the Boston Celtics, with all the things that they had going on. They've done a really good job, but Doc Rivers is certainly – I'm very curious if he's going to be a finalist at, at the very least uh, with how he has done it. So uh, good stuff, man. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what Doc will, is. The one thing I will say about Doc is two years ago, I felt like he should have won Coach of the Year. Like, when, he, when he got the first first seed? 
Yeah, yeah, when he got the first seed, just because, like, you know, I mean, they were they were rolling. But mm-hmm. but again, you know what? Stuff happens. You know, mm-hmm. I, I felt like he should have gotten he should have received the award that year. Yeah. Um, the tough part was I think that was the year that Monty Williams had had a lot of wins that year yeah. with yeah. Phoenix Suns. And I think yeah. that's what that's yeah. what uh, did it that way. So all right, man. Uh, final segment. We got to get some keys to the game for this one tonight. Sixers and Raptors. Raptors coming into town and they've won three in a row. They're playing pretty well, trying to secure a playoff spot in the East, in the Eastern Conference playoffs. We'll get into them next, see how the Sixers need to handle and approach this game tonight right here. Locked on 76ers. Welcome back. Locked on 76ers. That's Keith Pompey. I'm Devon giving sixes with 50 wins now on the season and uh, rolling, right? Well, rolling, just snapping a three game uh, losing streak, but six games left to go and an opportunity to lock into three, maybe move up to second. Doubt that they fall to four with the Cleveland Cavaliers two games back. Cleveland has a favorable schedule, but the Sixers are more than capable of winning some games here down the stretch. Also, plus they have the tiebreaker over the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Keith, uh, with this one, Toronto coming in 38-38, tied with the Atlanta Hawks, trying to move up in the East standings. Uh, what are some keys for you tonight, some matchups you're looking for um, in this one? I think they got to come out hard. They got to come out on fire. They can't come out like they did the last game. And, again, we talked about it yesterday, how, you know, they came out and, and they showed the heart of a champ. You never knew, like you knew that they weren't out of this game. But against a young a team like Toronto, I feel like that if you come out on them hard and, and heavy, I'm not saying they're going to fold, but what I'm just saying is you might take some stuff away from them. Like you, you could put this game away early. If you let this team stick around, then I feel like the momentum might be on their side. And the reason why I'm saying that is it's just because Atlantic Division foes. I'm not going to say they're rivals. I mean, you know, I'm just saying they're foes. And and some of these guys, you know, they young and they like, hey, we got something to play for. We're going to stick it to you. So with that being said, I just feel like they need to just come out early and and put it to put it on. Yeah, and one of the matchups I want to see is um, we haven't seen it yet in the Raptors uniform. We've seen it with the Spurs playing against the Sixers. And that's Yaka Pirtle when they acquired him at the trade deadline. So Yaka Pirtle defending Joel Embiid. I'm not saying that he's going to stop him because he's not. But I want to see how they defend Joel Embiid with now Yaka Pirtle and that rangy defense that we've seen for so many years with Barnes and Siakam, that length, all those players that they have around. Fred Van Vliet, we know, is a good point guard defender, even at his at his size. He's a good defender. So uh, that one is one that I am certainly watching for tonight. Well, on the season, uh, Keith, so far with the Sixers and the Raptors, remember the Sixers saw them very, very early in the year where they started off playing the the two games in Toronto. They split the pair. Maxie led in both games. He had 31 in the loss, and then he had 44 in that, that win when the Sixers won those three games in a row on the road, Toronto, Chicago, and Washington. So 
I don't I'm trying to think um, off the top of my and, and then they won in overtime also in December. So the Sixers have a two one series lead. This is the final one of the season. Not that it matters as far as standings go, but you're better than this team. Uh, it's kind of like what we just talked about with Dallas. Go out there and handle your business against this team. We know Maxi has had success and I could see him having success once again tonight in this game. Protected basketball, jump out on them quick, as Keith said. And then we're maybe looking at 51 as we gear up for the Milwaukee Bucks on Sunday. Keith, I, I was getting ready to say throw them bows, but not literally. <laughs> <laughs> Pascal Siakam did that and may have messed up their chances to get to the Eastern Conference Finals uh, with the bows in that final game six in Toronto. Thanks for making Locked On 76s, everybody. Uh, your first listen every day on our next episode. We'll recap the Milwaukee Bucks uh, game on Sunday and then look ahead to Tuesday's matchup against the Boston Celtics. A nice little back-to-back, not consecutively, but back-to-back games with, with a day off in between. Now make your second list in Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, can you let the good folks know where they can find us tonight? Like my man D said, it's free and available. So make sure you look up, look for us before tonight on this podcast, Become a Follower. But tonight, make sure you follow my man D from 6 to midnight on 97.5 FM, right? 97.5 FM radio. You can get that by doing going to your dial. You can also go online, go on your phone, whatever. You can listen to them that way, right? But also follow my man on Twitter at DivineG975, DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers, and you can read my articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer, Inquirer.com. All right, man. Well, appreciate you as always. Have a great weekend, and everyone, you have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. I saw there might be like 70-plus on Saturday, so everybody enjoy that weather on Saturday following the maybe a win over the Toronto Raptors. Talk to you next week. Peace.